world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, Jonathan, get that uh, latest thing I sent, the last thing I sent you. Get that thing up there and ready to go for us, if you will, okay? Uh I got a, I got a, got a funny, got a, uh, I don't want to say funny, got a different spirit on me this morning. Uh, I got a, I got a call. My phone rang this morning at uh, uh, 4.45, a little bit before 5 o'clock, I think it was. And it was a guy calling me from uh, Illinois, Walt Becker. I don't know Walt Becker. I don't know how I got my number. Walt Becker called and said, Coach, would you have your people pray for me? I said, Walt, pray for what? Sure, sure, Walt, pray for what? And I co- my phone was breaking up. I was bad connection on his end, whatever. It's almost like a dream, really. And he said, I just want to walk. <laughs> I just want to walk. He said, I left the Catholic Church 42 years. I, didn't, I couldn't, it really wasn't much of a conversation. So, Walt, if you're out there, I'm sorry. I, I was having trouble hearing you. So I left the Catholic Church 42 years ago. I loved the Lord. I gave up. Uh, I, I, was a, I was an alcoholic. I got I, I don't. God delivered me from alcohol, tobacco, everything. So I just want to walk. So, Lord, we just ask you right now. You said that wherever two or more are gathered, that you're in the midst. And that uh, if we agree is touching anything, you're going to do it. So, Lord, let walk, walk, Lord. Touch him and heal him. And uh, do a miracle in his life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. So, Walt, we're with you, dude. I'm with you, with you on that one. I'm sorry, I don't, don't, know, much, don't know much more about it than that, other than I've, I heard, I heard the cry of his heart, man. Heard the cry of his heart. Um, ultimately, you know, people say we win in the end, right? We win in the end. And ultimately, this battle we're fighting. We are the battle we are fighting is because we have not recruited fight to the end warriors. That's not been the message that we have delivered in Christianity. And I'm going to open up with, with something. I'm going to play this real quick. And then we're going to pray the prayer of resistance. We're all supposed to be praying every day. We're going to pray that again. And uh, uh, just realize this, folks. Somebody said, how old are you the other day to me? I said, 71 on my way to eternity. And that's the truth. Right? All, all of it. I'm on the way to eternity. I'm, are you looking at me? I'm never going to die. I'm going to leave this body. No, I ain't never dying. Well, I'm going to live forever. <laughs> I'm going to live forever. Huh? Yeah. Amen. It's just something you're passing. Oh. I believe that, right? And if I know that, if I know that what Ecclesiastes 7 says, if you'd pull that up for me real quick, Johnny, because people don't want to, people don't believe it. Ecclesiastes 7 says, but in verse 1, <clears throat> sorry, this is kind of, yeah, just from the top of my head, verse 1, 7 1. Well, I don't know. If, a good name is better than precious ointment. Boy, I could, I could preach right there. And ask yourself why the writer of Ecclesiastes. Attach these two things together. That a good name is better than precious ointment. And the day of your death is more precious than the day of your birth. Why would the Lord, why would they connect those two thoughts? Your name and death. Hmm. Because having a good name is priceless. Priceless. And you're most like Christ when you're a man of character. When you walk your walk and do do what he asks you to do and follow his precepts and 
if you be a Christian. That's your good name. And think about how the enemy does everything he can to destroy good names. That's what he's all about, destroying good names. We have to be careful because they'll try to get in here and destroy good names in here. We've had a few of those, right? We've had a few. But one want to focus on when you die, it's more precious to the Lord than when you were born. How can that be? So it says, so ultimately, I'm motivated today, thinking about my family, my my grandkids, thinking about how much longer I have to, to be on the earth, how, how, how I can be more effective for the kingdom of God. And at some point realizing this, that to be all in means to be willing to die. And that the Lord says, don't worry about it, dude, because if you're all in, and you die, there's gonna be a standing ovation for you, baby. <laughs> that, that's gonna that is gonna that is gonna be a day, man. You, you, are you with me? And so uh, I think that most of us, most of our Christian, we are we are least like Christ when we're cowardly, least like Him, least like Jesus. Yet we're also cowardly. I think often of all the. Many things. Micah six eight. Pull that up there. I think of in my life, even right now in my life, things I ought to do, places I ought to go and say, things I ought to stand up and push back against. Why don't I do it? Why don't I do it? Micah six eight. What's it say? He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require thee, but to do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with thy God. Why is this so hard, Christians? See, it's so hard because they've they've thrown us a different Christianity. They've thrown us a Christianity that's all about us. And we stand here, and I would say I would die for any of my grandchildren, and I would. Why won't I live for them? If I'll die for the Lord, why won't I live for him? When he just told us in Ecclesiastes that it's a better day when you die. <laughs> it's a better day. In his eyes, it's better if you, when the day you die. Because he's advancing the kingdom. He's not up there trying to make us healthy, wealthy, and wise here and now. In fact, those guys who lay down their lives get what's called a martyr's crown. Boy, I ought to do a show on that. Martyrs get a special crown. Uh, by the way, martyrs are alive. They aren't dead. They're wearing a crown. They're wearing a crown. So we believe and we speak about eternal life and going to heaven and all that. We, we really don't. We really, we really don't believe it. We really don't. And uh, there's nothing gl- more glorious than to know that you gave you, as Abraham Lincoln said in the Gettysburg Address, those men who gave their last full measure of devotion. And when you cross over that, uh, you get that checkered flag, what will you have given your last full measure of devotion to? Your bank account? Your job, your business, your squirrel hunting. What did you give your last full measure of devotion? So I'm gonna I'm gonna play this because if you just don't this is ultimately this is this is it. And then I'm gonna come out, we're gonna do the prayer and then we'll 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 move on from there. Uh man, I got a lot going through me today. Just bear with me. Go ahead and play that. Dennis Quaid. I'm on my way to heaven. Hang on. Hang on. See, if we don't realize that in America, we have fed people so much religion. All they really want is to be free. When it gets right down to it, they want to be free. And we're living under a tyrannical system because those of us who are on his army, in his army, commissioned officers, we're for the most part striving for the same thing everybody else wants. Right? The creature comforts and health and wealth and poor Richard's almanac, right? Healthy, wealthy, and wise. Early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. And I get a call in the middle of the night from Walt Becker. Can't even freaking walk. Just wants to walk. 
and to understand the power of the Holy Spirit, the King of Kings, the ruler of the universe, that you and I, despite what Pope Francis said, can have a personal relationship with the King of Kings. And when we move into that next realm, whatever that realm would be, uh, we're going to look over our shoulder and say, you mean, huh? I thought, huh? I thought to stay there? Are you kidding? Go ahead and play that. People need the Lord. But still I'm gonna be alright That's right, I'm gonna be alright Long as I got my Savior by my side He freed me from the heavy chains That had bound my broken heart Picked me up Gave me a brand new start If I say amen, I'd be me now I'm on my way to heaven On my way to heaven I'm on my way to heaven So I can't be staying long Amen, baby Can't be hanging around here too long Got to have a place to go I was serving time in prison in a solitary cell Sentenced by a judge and jury of myself And blessed me, forgave me Touched me with his love Shine Yep. Why can't he forgive me? And he walks with me every day. Holds my hand and points the way. Figure out why you like John. What? Why you like to fix things, why? Make something out of nothing all the time. They got a word for that. What's that word? It's redemption. Redemption. Yeah. My dad was a monster. And I saw God transform him from a man that I hated into the man I wanted to become. And he will walk with you every day. The shepherd's lamp will guide you every step along the way. Now I'm on my way to heaven. I'm on my way to heaven. On my way to heaven. So I can't be staying long. On my way to heaven I'm on my way to heaven Do you like to come along? To come along Come along Come along, friend Amen 
So I guess the concern, of, <clears throat> excuse me, the concern of my heart right now is uh, we're our lack of action, my lack of action. I'm setting up my grandchildren for failure. I'm setting them up for failure. I'm a, for those for those of you who don't think that we're supposed to be involved in the culture, and society, and government, and your children and my children are going. We're going to we're going to live. They're going to live in what we leave. What we leave them. I'm sorry. I got to turn. I'll turn this thing off. I'm I'm living. I'm living on the fumes of my dad's generation. I'm come on. I'm living off the fumes of that. What if my dad's generation had stood up and said, uh, no, not Vietnam War. No, my boy ain't going over there. No, he ain't going over there. No. How many men would be alive? How many lives would be different? How many families would not be destroyed because dad had post-traumatic distress disorder because he was 20 years old or 19 years old and going over and watching his buddies get blown to bits. And then we did it again. We sent him over there in, in the Middle Middle East, did the exact same thing. And I'm going to say, that ain't going to happen to my grandson. That is not going to happen to my grandson. Why? Because I'm going to intervene. I'm going to lay down my life for them. That's what, that's what the, that's the gospel, friends. That's the gospel. It's not a self-enhancement gospel. It's not a red roses and flowers gospel, despite what they try to tell you in your church to try to get you to come in there so you be part of it. No, 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 it's not a lot. It's an individual faith that you live out daily and impact those around you. You are in a war for righteousness. And I just think how many people, I'm thinking today of how many people I know who are so lost and so miserable in their lostness and so reject the gospel because they don't get it. They don't get it. They don't understand it. And we get them in church and why I'm walking aisle and say a prayer and tell them they're born again. And then they come back next Sunday and we're talking about finances and how you can have more money. And it's what I said the other day, why, why, why our churches don't work. Because you got people at so many different levels, so many different levels, and I I have a hard time talking about me. I have a hard time going to church because I'm not in kindergarten anymore. Is that did that sound bad? I didn't mean it to sound bad. I didn't mean it to sound like I'm an expert. I didn't mean it. And and I sit there and I look around and I realize the old football coach in me. I look around at all the players and they don't even know how to play their position. It drives me nuts. I'm tense the whole time because we're preaching and teaching like everybody's at the same place. And we're not. I don't know the solution other than uh, I've kind of committed. We got to get better organized. I talked to Chad yesterday. You say Chad, yeah, Chad's one of my Chad's one of my favorites. Like, you want to know who's one of my favorites? Chad's one of them. I said, Chad, we got to we got to get together and we got to get on the same page. We got to figure out what it is that we can do, and how we can all effectively work together right where we live, and how we can expand our impact, our ability, our ability to impact. Our communities is beyond what you can ever know. The resources that are available right here in this huddle to impact your local community are beyond what we could ever need. And we're just not doing a good enough job with it. We're just not. So I want to get this all together and see what um, called a coach's clinic. Let's get together, get a plan, figure out how we ought to all be able to move the same direction and get the same thing done. If they can do it in in St. Clairsville, then they can do it in Mount Vernon. If they can do it in Mount Vernon, then they can do it in San Diego. If they can do it in San Diego, then they can do it in Montana. If they can do it in Montana, they can do it in Kentucky. If they can do it in Kentucky, they can do it in Tennessee. We have to have a plan. We have to have a marketable action plan that people can do. I want to I want to come up with that. There is folks, there's no reason. I I turn I I I get on my computer and I continue to be amazed at how organized the enemy is. Anybody say amen on that? They are so organized. They are amen. so kicking our arse. What do, what, what, do, what do we do? What do Christians do? What 
if you were to get together, I don't know. I woe is me here to say I'm not not woe is me. Because you know what? I saw what happened to the George Guidestones. I saw what happened at the Serpent Mound. I saw what happened at Hillary's house. I saw what happened at Biden's house. I saw what happened. I, I, I saw it. I saw the power of God. I saw God move in so many different ways. And I know it works. And then I asked myself, why are we doing it? What are we doing? What are we doing? And I think that I, uh, we're, at a, we're at a critical juncture, folks. We're, we're about to see. The greatest financial upheaval in the history of the world. We're going to see it. It's right. It's right in front of us. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And are we prepared? Are you guys prepared? All of you right now. You prepared? Yeah. Things break down where you are. You prepared? I don't think you are. And I'm not talking about. I'm. I'm talking about spiritual preparation. My wife said to me last night, "Honey." Sometimes she calls me that. I think it was her. No, it was her. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be coming to sky high. That's what she said last night out of the blue. And I think so too. And for us to not understand that and get ahead of the game and one of the five saddest words in the English language. You ready? I saw that one coming and didn't do anything about it. Oh, I saw that one coming. Oh, did you hear Bill and Sandy are getting a divorce? Oh, yeah, I saw that one coming. Oh, did you hear Tommy got caught drunk driving? Oh, yeah, I saw that one coming. Would you agree with me? You saw that one coming and didn't do anything about it? Why didn't you do anything about it? You were going to hurt their feelings? They were going to be mad at you. They were going to call you names. I saw that one. Or how about this one? I told you so. I don't. I don't want that. So stupid. Uh, I don't. I don't want that. I don't want that hanging on my shoulder. I don't want it hanging on my shoulders. For those of you who don't know, I don't go around leading people in the sinner's prayer. I don't do it. I don't think. I've, I don't know if I've ever done it. Because it was done to me, 1964, the Billy Graham crusade. I walked the aisle. I was 11 years old. I walked the aisle and I said the prayer. And then they drug me up on the beach and let me rot. I rotted from the times I was 11 years old until I was 38. Rotted. Was I born again? I think I probably was. I think I probably was. But I wasn't discipled. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. Huh? I went out and lived just like the world. I was, if they gave out a ward, I was probably the best cusser in my fraternity, I would imagine. I could make up cuss words. Anybody else able to do that other than me? I used to make them up. Thinking I was, well, I was a good Catholic boy. There's such a misunderstanding of the gospel and of the kingdom, and what it means to be a Christian and why you need to be a Christian. And you'd, Oh, man. So I, I, I want to, I, I could sit here for, this is show number, what did I put down there? 2032, show 2032. And I get emails every day from people telling me, Coach Dave, your show and the huddle has changed my life. I get one a day, sometimes more. And then you know what I do? Producer says 2033. I think I'm one behind. I'll get it, John. Thanks. Uh, I'm going to do more. I want to change more lives. Not because I'm getting notches on my belt. I want to change more lives. Because if, if we change more lives, more people will wake up. And if more people wake up, then our team expands. And if our team expands, then we get stronger. If our team gets stronger, then we begin to move and get things done. But see, we can't do that if we have the mentality that it's almost over and we've already lost. But we'll win in the end. That's, that's our, our, our your peculiar people, the Bible says. <clears throat> Thanks for letting me get this off my chest. 
get Jeremiah one ready. Uh, but I want to go first of all to uh, the prayer of resistance. Prayer resistance. And I'm going to ask uh, my good friend Dave Allison. Dave, can you see your screen? Sherry, Dave, can you see the screen? Hey, Coach. Hate yes. to bug in, but if they click on her website, they can get a, a PDF on another page, and you can read it much better. Okay. Uh, all right. How, how do I do that? Because I'm I, Dave. Can you, I heard you, Betty? Can, can you see that, Dave? Or the producer? Dave's not even answering me, so maybe he's maybe. Yeah, I, Coach, if you can, I can see it. Okay, Dave, Lord. would you would you pray this prayer for us today, Dave? Hey, can I can I celebrate a minute? Ding dong, Harry Kissinger's dead. Henry Kissinger's dead. Ding dong, Henry Kissinger's dead. Henry Kissinger's dead. Boy, oh boy, is that a day to rejoice? Say, coach, mm. you're not supposed to rejoice when people die. Well, I'm rejoicing on that one. <laughs> I got to tell you, <laughs> I'm rejoicing on that one. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that that evil man's left the earth. Amen. Sorry, huh? Sorry if it makes you mad. Go sit with your sissy pastor then. Go ahead, uh, Dave, if you would. Folks, wherever two or more are gathered, he's in the midst of us. Let's all get in the attitude of prayer. And let's, uh, uh, the Pope can't go to the meeting. He can't, he's sick. Huh? Is that is that something? So we started reading this. The Pope's sick and Henry Kissinger's dead. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> FBI is watching. They're probably going to come after me now for murder. So that's what they'll do now. They'll say I'm I'm murdered. Anyway, well, I'm all over the place. Dave, please, Dave, lead us in the prayer of resistance. We're going to James four. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Holy is your name. Thank you for your Son Jesus of Nazareth, who shed mm. blood has given us redemption as with Dennis Quaid reminded us in the song, Lord, it's about the redemption. We honor you and love you. We do, Lord. We honor you with our lives, Lord. Greater love has no man than this than he would lay down his life for his friends. We honor you with that, Lord. Why do the nations conspire and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. By the way, Dave, in the middle of this prayer, folks, look at the response from the Lord. It wasn't a loving response. It was an anger, vengeful response against his enemies. Go ahead. On November 30th till December 12th, 2023, the people and the kings of the earth will meet at COP28 in Dubai, United Arab Emirates. In attendance will be the Pope. Well, scratch that. Well, scratch King him. Charles, King Charles him, and Bill Gates of hell. One, ones who have by their public record distort, disavow, and claim not your son Jesus of Nazareth's rightful authority as king of kings and lord of lords of mankind and creation. Amen. They That's right. They assemble with others in Dubai to distort and deny the holy scriptures and intent you have for humanity through mandate agendas and false narratives about who really controls the climate and holds the world in his mighty hands. Thank Psalm you, Lord. 5 through 3 through 5 For the Lord is great God Amen the Lord is great God and great king above all gods Amen and his hands are the depths of the earth Amen. his heights of the mountains are his also Amen for the sea is his for he made it Amen his hands formed the dry land Amen thank you Lord Amen Next page, Dave. Okay. Father, as you 
as your as your ecclesia prayed in unity over the COP27 agenda, which was held in Sharam el Sheikh, Egypt, in November of 2022, sewage back backed up, took place, infrastructure problems, logistical disorganization, and at the finality of the conference, a lack of unified cohesion plan occurred. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's him. That's him. He poked the finger in your eye. Amen. We as your ecclesia ask the following for COP28 this year. Please do this. That you bind and confuse the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Bind and confuse the principalities. Bind and confuse the authorities. Bind and confuse the cosmic powers over this present darkness who are coming against your anointed one. And for your ecclesia, by using COP28 and other globalist powers, structures, United Nations, World Economic Forum, etc., etc., to harm the people through a globalist one-world agenda. Father, we ask you to assign your mighty forces over this conference to deter, unravel, and bring confusion and blindness to those in authority Amen. evil intent, using false narratives and their leadership positions to implement. We ask you, Father, you expose those in authority who they are. Father, we ask for a Holy Spirit outpouring amongst the people in the world that they will make up to the that they wake up to the new world order's evil plans and rise up against them. Amen. We ask Father in advance for being able to bring your request to you, for being able to bring our request to you, and to look for your mighty hand in response in these days ahead. We ask this in the precious name of your Son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. 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 Behold how good and pleasant it is when Thank brothers you, dwell together in unity. Amen. 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 Kingdoms come down. Amen. Hey, folks, listen. To bind and loose. Remember, I said that. Boom. I explained that the other day. To bind means that is not acceptable here. It's a stopgap. No, you don't tie up the devil. But you say, by the power of the name of Jesus Christ, that will not accomplish what it was sent to do here in Jesus' name. And you bound it. You stopped it. You put a boundary. Do you understand? You put a boundary. Not here. Not here today, dudes. Not here today. Right? And what to loose means that you open and accept. You accept it. We... We, Lord, we open and accept, we lose, we open and accept every holy and righteous thing from you. Lord, we put a barrier up against every evil work, and we open and accept every good work from you. That's binding and loosing. Okay? It ain't something magical or something, you know. Amen. Boy, I'm all over the place on it. I'm, I'm telling you, we're, we, are, we are on the cutting edge of an outbreak of a spiritual war like we have never seen. And I want you to know this. Others are coming. Not the coach Dave. Where is it in the scripture where the Lord rolls back the scroll, rolls back the heavens, says, look, I got 3,000 haven't bowed their knee to Baal. Folks, I want you to know they're everywhere. They're everywhere. And God's going to call them in. God's going to call, God's going to call him in because he was all he was all out there and all discouraged. Didn't have anybody know where that is? All discouraged. Oh Lord, oh woe is me. He says, oh, "What's the matter, with you dude? I got ten thousand heaven, <laughs> and ten thousand is just a number. It's ten thousand times ten thousand. I got more people out there ready. Oh, you just wait. Your reinforcements are coming. Reinforcements. That's Elijah. That's Elijah on Mount Carmel, and it was seven thousand. It's 7,000, that number seven, 7,000. 7,000. That's Elijah, Mount Carmel. Hey, Lord said he'd never leave us and he'd never forsake us. In other words, he doesn't come to the game to watch us lose. (laughs) You got it? Never leave us, never forsake us. He comes to the game to enable us to win. 
He calls the plays. He directs our team. Do this and do this and do this and do this and do this. Just do this and this and this and this and this and this. And when they do this, do this. He gives us a game plan. But for some reason, we go to church and we never run a play. There is no game plan. The game plan in church is just to pray for you to be blessing and you to be healed and you to be happy and you to be wealthy and your children to be saved. And that doesn't really go any further than that. And your children aren't saved because you're sending them into the freaking public schools that you're paying to teach them hell. Amen. Come on, folks, there ain't nothing magical about this, right? The only power the enemy has is what we give him, the only power. Jesus said he has no power and authority. Have no authority over me. That's what he said to Pilate. You have no power over me. Stop it, will you? Will you stop it? Pilate says, okay. You think so, dude? All right. I'm going. <laughs> we're going to crucify you, buddy. We're going to crucify you. And the Lord said, thank you, man. <laughs> Why? Because it's finished now. What? For this purpose, the Son of God manifesting. Destroy the works of the devil. Thank you, Pilate, for the crucifixion. Ah, I see it. Do you see it? Do you see it? The Lord's promise is what? All things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. All things don't work for good. All things work together for good to a certain group of people. All things work together for good for those. Where is that scripture? Where is that scripture? For all things work together for good. For all things work. didn't say all things are good. It says it all works together for good. Also in Romans 8, 28. Where is it? Romans 8, 28. I should have known that. Romans 8, 28. And we know. Do you know that? Do you know that all things work together for good? Or have you heard it? Do you believe it? Do you think maybe? Do you doubt? Or maybe it's asleep? For we know that all things work together for good to them, not to everybody, that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. You know what the sad thing is? Most Christians can't tell you what their purpose is. If you don't know what your purpose is, you never do it. And you've been trained your whole life in church that the pastor will do it all. I'm not blaming the pastor. That's the way the system's set up. The important people up on the stage, they're the ones that do it. The singers and the praise team, they're the ones, they're the ones. That, they're, see, that's the, what was that? That was the, that was the Nicolaitans, wasn't it? God, I'm all over the place. Mm. Sometimes God has to use bad things that happen to people to get good out of it. I was, I was reminiscing the other day. I'm sorry, bear with me. I was reminiscing the other day. I saw where a guy, uh, uh, I re, I remind me, I just, Michelle, I just got a, Norm, Coach Norm needs some prayer. Remind me that when I come out of this, I want to tell this story. I saw uh, where a, a guy retired. High school football coach. Been He and I are the same age. And uh, he retired. And all the accolades and, you know, there was a tinge in my heart. And when I heard that, a tinge in my heart says, damn, I could I could have done that. Yeah, anybody could do that. But in 1997, the Lord permitted something horrible to come into my life. He destroyed my career, uprooted my family. Yeah. And all worked out for good. Is that something? And, and you know what the thing is? When all that stuff happened, I got fired and went through all that stuff. The Lord didn't sit me down and say, just hang in there, coach. It's going to be okay. We're going to get through this thing together. No, no, no. He didn't, he didn't say anything of that. He let all that crap happen. And then he made good out of it. Wow, huh? Wow. So could it be sometimes what you guys are resisting is actually being permitted by the Lord? 
Yeah. That thing you think's the devil? Maybe it ain't the, ain't the devil. Or the Lord's permitting it. Because what did he say? No, 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 no. No, no, no. What do you mean? Oh, Anthony starts me. And we know that all things work together. How many things? All things. Work to good for everybody? No. To them that love God. You love God? Okay. Well, he says a lot of people love God. Then he said, uh, to, he made a second condition to those who are called according to his purpose. <clears throat> hmm. Are you fulfilling your purpose? Because if you're not fulfilling your purpose, I don't think the promise is it's all going to work for good. <clears throat> and <clears throat> while I'm treading on scorpions and snakes, we said to Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for you. Folks, that was Jeremiah. It's hard for me to say to people that the Lord has a wonderful plan for your life when it never says that. He's speaking directly to Jeremiah. I know the plans that I have for you. I know the plans I have for you, Jeremiah. By the way, he probably knows the plans that he has for you too. But that doesn't mean your entire life is pre-written history. That you're just walking into something because you have the ability to say yes and no to everything. And he said, I know the plans I got for you, but you're gonna are you gonna use my plan or your plan? Because here's the plan I got. But the plan I have for you, the plan ain't gonna be very easy, dude. It's gonna take a lot of self-discipline, it's gonna take it ain't gonna be easy. Sorry. But I promise you this, it'll all work together for good. Hey, here's good. No, you're good, my good. Uh, no. I'm 71 years old. I went uh, I went in, um, I was in doing my monthly newsletter. I went in yesterday to have it printed. And I always get talking with the guys, the tech guys. I always try to start a conversation with them. I said, why, you know, why I'm 71 years old. How come, how come uh, you 25-year-old guys, you know how to do everything, and old guys like me don't get it? He said, Pardon me, sir. He says, are you really 71? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm 71. He says, man, you don't look that old. I said, oh, golly, thanks, man. How old do you think I look? He says, oh, golly, I'd have guessed 45. Wow, huh? <laughs> wow. George puts in their Nutri-Swish. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't know I don't, I don't, I don't, how I get there. How did I get there? Because I'm going to tell you, friends, that which doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. And it's a matter of how your attitude is and how you see it. And I'm going to tell you something. If something bad comes into your life, the Lord's promises he's going to make good out of it. doesn't say everything's good. It says all things work together for good. He's going to take that mess. And he's going to make good out of it. Now, it may not be good for you, but it's going to be good for somebody or something. Goodness and mercy is following you all the days of your life. Sometimes you're the sometimes you're the guy walking through and you got the face shield on and all the darts and arrows of the wicked one are hitting you and bouncing off you. But those who are coming behind you, it's better for them. Goodness, and it's not about you. I thought I turned that off. It's not thanks, Stephanie. <laughs> thanks, Stephanie. Oh, we got we got we got this Christian thing so screwed up. I'm just we just Oh, boy, I've rattled. Oh, my goodness. I've gone that long. Okay, well, let me do one more thing, and I'll get you all in here real quickly. My monthly newsletter, I want some of you to see. Spencer, or Jonathan, do you have access to that, brother? Can you pull that up? Put that up on the screen because I, I mail these out. i got to stuff them today and mail them out, email them to everybody. And I just want I want, I want just want you to know that today's monthly newsletter, which is going to go out today, uh, first of all, help us, support us, would you please? But I want you to see that our monthly newsletter is not about me. It's about us. It's about us and what we're doing here and equipping and training and mobilizing the saints for the work of the ministry. And our churches aren't doing it. It's, it's just not happening, friends. And we're doing that here. <clears throat> Can you get it up there, Johnny? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I could probably send it up. <laughs> Let me send it to you because I want people to see it. Hang on here. I'll find it. Uh, put up here. Let's put this up here. On my own website, my, my guys on my own website, 
can't even find my newsletter. Just kidding, John. Just kidding. Let's see. Is that it? No, that isn't it. What is the date? I just sent this thing yesterday. Say, come on, coach. You're taking up valuable time. The 29th was yesterday. That was yesterday. I don't know where it is. I sent it to. Oh, I got it here. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Laura Ann, come on in. I'll I'll find it. I'm setting me sitting here rattling my chops. Come on in, Laura. Um, two things. I may know if if you don't have a worship leader, I may be able to recommend someone to you. All right. And I can send that to you. And then the second part is is what if after we get done praying for through this whole thing with um that's happening with the world economic forum and all those other people we pray these same prayers and just change it for um pastor bill hey man good very good thought very good thought very good thought and by the way i just got a, a message from roger michelle i don't know if you hear this our good buddy johnny i just sent it to you our good buddy norm emmett's evidently is having a heart issue michelle I got a, Roger, do you have any more information on that? Nothing explicit, Dave. He did want me to apologize to you that he didn't talk to you last night, but All right. it was kind of late. But um, I think he's going to go see in his family physician today, and I sense there may be a referral to a cardiologist. Okay, but, nothing, says um, nothing serious, nothing serious. N- nothing right now, but he did. You know what's so beautiful, Dave, and I speak to the entire queue on this, he wanted you as his friend, his closest friend, to know. I'm just a sidelight. But he wanted the cue to know. He knew in this group of people that there would be people that would go to their knees, walk and pray for him. And that's the most beautiful thing, that the power of prayer. And for people that instead of, just, hey, I'll pray for you, man. He knows that the cue will. So that's what he asked. Amen. Lord, we just have to touch Norm now, Lord, that big hearted guy. Lord, heal that heart. Touch that heart, Lord. That heart that, oh my goodness, that he has given out of to so many people, Lord. Mm. Touch that huge man, Lord. Heal him in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks, Roger. Thanks, Roger. Folks, I, I appreciate so many of you folks. I'm just telling you. I just so there's a monthly news. There's a monthly newsletter. By the way, if you guys haven't signed up for our monthly le- newsletter, please do that. There's a lot of people out there for the Patriot Party news that they don't even know what we're talking about. And I, I want you, you know, look. So this goes out. I'm, I mail I mail a couple hundred of these every month. This is how I it's how we feed our family, and and I'm. I, I wanted you to see this newsletter because I'm talking about you guys. Scroll on down, Johnny. Local action has national impact. Look at you guys. There you guys are at the Guidestone. It isn't about me. I talk about the fact that the left supports causes and people support their church. And the church isn't fighting the cultural war. We're fighting. Coach Dave Live, we're fighting the cultural war. Randy's fighting the cultural war. Ohio Brett, Dr. Sherry Tinpenny, Tom Renz, R.J. Barnett, Jeff Nell, Mark Trump. I thought we're fighting it. Clay's fighting it. Betty's fighting it. We're fighting it. We're fighting it. So we need your support to do it, man. We need your support. We're going to look, we're expanding. We're expanding. We're, we're, boom. And so I just want you to, I just put that in the chat so everybody can look at that news. And look, and if you haven't, please sign up for our newsletter. We don't, our, just go online and just write this up on there. Just sign up for that. All of the, all of new people out there, the Patriot Party News, just sign up. We don't bombard you. We don't, but we don't bang you every week for money. You know, no, we don't, we don't do that. We don't do that. But uh, it helps us keep in contact with you. Okay, man. I hate asking for support. I see a lot of you want to get in there. I'm sorry, but hang on. I got to, I got to do some housekeeping here real quick. Also, uh, I didn't even get there. I'll do that tomorrow. I'll pull up number two, the charity map email. It's funny. It's funny. It isn't funny. It's sad. I saw this. This is a map 
Are you looking at this, folks? This is a map of people who give. People who give. If you look at if you look at the chart, people in the purple. Can you make it a little bit bigger, Johnny? People in the purple. Just I want to read the chart down there. Go on down. Scroll down a bit. Right there. People in the purple give zero to two point nine percent of their income to charity. And the green is 5.1% to charity. Now, John, make that a little bit smaller. And would you look at something? Is it any one? Is this exactly what I've been telling you? That the left gives to causes and the Christians give to the church. Look at the Bible belt. Look at all that. Right? So we got to be smart enough to understand the war that we're fighting against, who it is we're fighting against. Is there any green out there in Cali California? Maybe one little dot of green. I don't know. Is that Bakersfield? Maybe I don't know. Maybe some conservative place out there. Look, look, folks. Look up there. Look up in Maine. Look up there where Jack is. Wow, huh? You feel like I'm asking for money? I'm not asking for money. I'm trying. I'm trying to show you what we're fighting. I'll shut up. Mary Beth, come on in. I'm oh, sorry. I, I, okay. That's sorry, all right. Nothing, all right. Nothing. RJ, go ahead, RJ. I didn't know my hand was up, Coach. Well, okay. Just, take uh, it down then. Hey, just just now. Oh, do you want to say but, something? Go ahead, RJ. Yeah, just remembering exactly again what Myra prayed starting this show out is what we go forward with every aspect here, believing what we prayed. First John 14, when we prayed for Norm. That, that yep. which we've asked, we believe we've received it. That's right. In Jesus' name. That's, that's what Amen. faith is, man. That's what. Hey, if you already have it, you you, you don't need faith, <laughs> right? Faith is we're looking at the door, expecting it to show up. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. Uh, I know it's coming. Jeff, now. Yeah, la uh, last night we did the uh, COP28 resistance Good. prayer. Yes, By the way, we, Jeff, hang, hang on. We ought to be getting more people to do this, folks. This is pretty easy. This is pretty easy to do. Ask them to join you. Get them on the phone and pray with them. Go ahead, Jeff. Sorry. A, a producer, bring up uh, Psalm 15. Bring it up real quick. Yeah, this is important. This is uh, in reflections of the churches, how ineffective they are. It says here, Lord, who shall abide in, in, in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, wow. nor dwell evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor. And those in whose eyes a vile person is condemned, but he that honoreth them that fear the Lord, he that sweareth to his own hurt and changes not, he that putteth not out his money, to ensure nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. Mm, look at that, no. folks. Verse 5. He that putteth out his money to usury. That's interest. Interest is something created by those in the temple, which Jesus flipped over the temple and called them money changers. Usury is from hell. Interest is from hell. I cut you mm. off, Jeff. So, so we go to the we're going to the tree lighting this Friday, and every year he never quotes like Isaiah nine about a wonderful counselor and stuff. So I've been praying for the to the Lord of the harvest because the harvest the laborers are few, and God has answered that prayer. And we're going to be out there and preaching the word of God and telling people to repent and believe and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank hey you. Jeff. Hey Jeff, they're going to hate you. Come on in, Myra. Yes, Coach. Uh, thank you to Brother Burnett and Jeffrey. You're a man of God, and you're in the streets there doing God's work. God bless you, brother. Um, just a uh, a remark. I'm not. Um, it, well, my husband really looks forward to reading your newsletter. Oh. It's yeah, it's an excellent newsletter to read. So I am grateful. Amen. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And um, I'll be reading from Hosea 5, 6, 
5 through 7. Hosea 6, 5 through 7. It is written, Therefore have I hewed them by the prophets, I have slayed them by the words of my mouth, and thy judgments are as if the light that goeth forth. Mm. For I desire mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. Hallelujah. I could do but, a show. I could do a show right there. Again, as I try to impress on you every week, folks, you can't just read the scriptures. You have to meditate on them. You have to meditate on them. The words that you just read, Myra, were selected. Selected. These words were not just casually spoken. Therefore, have I hewed. Anybody know what hewed means? If you were going to do a study, would you take the time to look up that word hewed? Because that word means something. Johnny, what does that mean? What did Webster say? Hewed. You hewed them. You cut and made smooth. Or even you chopped, hacked, shaped by cutting. Really? Go back there, John. Therefore, have I cut them by using my prophets? Oh, yeah, I've slain them by the words that I spoke. Evidently, that's a good thing, isn't it? (laughs) Isn't that a good thing? That his words are not sometimes bringing life, but sometimes not bringing life, but cutting off the chaff, right? And thy judgments, wow, I'm goosebumping. His judgments are the light. Do you see that? And thy judgments are the light. When you stand up and say, that's wrong, that's light, baby. That's light. For I desired mercy, <laughs> not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. But like they, like men, have transgressed the covenant. There have they dealt treacherously against me. Oh, my goodness. My God. I only got two minutes left. I had so much more to get to today. Pull up uh, Jeremiah 1. Go ahead, Jeff, quickly. Coach, I'm just taking some notes here of just things spoken about this prayer that we're doing for so many couple weeks. So as I'm putting these notes down, I've already asked Pastor Matt and any of us listening that are still in a church somewhere, I've asked him, can we present this to the church Sunday morning? Yes. Copies. And I said, either you can do it or I can do it, but I think I want to do it. You know what I mean? And I know the people are going to look at me like I got three heads, but. (laughs) So I'm taking all these notes here for spiritual <laughs> warfare and what the Lord has yes. to do, ask, and I'm just going to get up there and put it before him. That's right. This is what we're supposed to do. Amen, Amen Jeff. Amen. Amen. Let me, okay, let me go down here real quick. Go to verse 4. Start at verse 4, Johnny. It's Jeremiah. Jeremiah 1, I think, isn't it? Jeremiah 1. Then the then the word of the Lord came to me saying, isn't that awesome? The, Lord of the word of the Lord comes saying. It's saying something. It's not just something you read. Comes to you saying, Hey, Jeremiah, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. And before you camest out of the womb, I sanctified you, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Time out. This does not mean that God has already laid out your life's plan. It says, Jeremiah, I knew you. I knew you, dude. I called you specifically. So when people say, oh, God's got a wonderful plan for your life, they are misquoting what this says. He's talking directly, specifically to Jeremiah. Does the Lord have a wonderful plan for your life? Well, it might be a wonderful plan, but it ain't going to seem very wonderful when the way it comes down because he's going to use you to do things that you ain't going to enjoy very much because you have died to yourself, right? But the Lord said unto me, say not, say not, this is for some of you out there, despite the fact that you've been in church your whole life and you sit there and you never get to speak what you, uh, you got to get the pastor's approval to do this and the pastor's approval to do that. Uh, then said I, Lord God, what can I do? I'm just a child. I'm just a guy sitting in the congregation. What can I do? The Lord said, stop it. He said, don't you say you're a child. For thou shalt go to all that I send you to, and whatsoever I command you to speak, you're going to speak it. 
Don't be afraid of their faces, for I'm with you to deliver you, saith the Lord. Wow! Huh? In other words, he's going to send you into a battle on his cause, on behalf of him, and not going to equip you, and not going to go with you? What kind of God do you serve? How many of you would send your own grandchild out to mow the grass and not give him a mower? Problems not with the Lord. Problems with us. I'm all in. God bless you. See you tomorrow.